and welcome to Mistakes We've Made and Debts We've Paid, a storytelling podcast about a lifetime of mistakes, mishaps, and poor choices, where we really lean into the pain and laugh at all our cringy moments. Big and small, we tell them all. (laughs) (laughs) I'm your host, Royce Emery. And I'm Wayne Cummins. And welcome to our show. So I've been I've been thinking about scrapping the intro or making maybe recording a new intro, but I want to badly. Yeah, I want to get Brooks actually, yeah, and just do a musical intro. Him and I, it could be something really simple. I just but fucking hate that guy. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I just don't want him near me. Yeah, I feel yeah. like even when he's recording, like he leaves a smell. Yeah, <laughs> like that greasy bald head. Just it's like a greasy snail trail. Bald. That's so mean. <laughs> He's got a nice head. Um, <laughs> it's not the one we see, but no. <laughs> no, because, uh, you know, he's musically inclined. Yeah. And I, funny enough, I have like something, I want to do a couple, try try a few things with him. What I'm assuming will go with is something simple and kind of like just guitar, vocal. It's hilarious that you mentioned him because he, he's the reason I want to record a new intro. Like mm-hmm. all, anytime I see him, he's, he tell, like replays our, our intro, even like on his phone. Mm-hmm. It's like. Ah, hearing it makes me fucking cringe, dude. Like, I, I think we can do better. Well, I want to get a musical one, and I want it to just be like a theme song, you know, and it just like a quick, you know, ten second song or bit oh, of a yeah. song. And I, in my head, I almost hear. You remember that '70s show, right? Mm-hmm. Do you remember they're like hanging out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want something like that, but you know, like you know, mistakes were made and nah. dance with you know, it's just something silly and like cool, '70s yeah. rock, you know. I think that could be fun. Oh yeah, that's better uh, than what we got for sure. Exactly. Right. <laughs> and I figured Brooks, you know, he knows enough. And if not, we can just do something simple, you know, just like a, a piano or a guitar medley with yeah. maybe some vocals, maybe not. I'm I'm gonna stop putting the intro until we make one. <laughs> no, don't do that. We we have to have an intro. Right. Yeah. And I do. I like ours. I don't give a shit what people think. Um, I like our outro a lot more. Yeah, it sounds a lot more genuine. It is, yeah. And I mean, don't get me wrong, I, I think part of the charm of our intro is your rigidness. Yeah, know? right. <laughs> and then that's why initially, I remember even when you were, uh, before we recorded it and you were just kind of rehearsing it, it, I could not not laugh Yeah. at the end of it each time, so we just decided to put that just in the intro. Just lean into, yeah, <laughs> lean into it being... How dorky it is. Exactly. <laughs> but that's, you know, again, that's kind of our show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, we're making mistakes constantly. Oh, man, I'm so well, I've been waiting for this episode for so long, man. I'm Probably ex- you more than me. <laughs> <laughs> I've been dreading it in a, in a sense, but also knowing that it's, it, it should be a good episode. So mistakes. <laughs> uh, we once again take a stroll down the love life of Wayne. And I don't know why. Growing up, I was always under the assumption I would die a virgin, you know, and just be just that lonely. And a lot of it was my own doing. Yeah, growing up, there's there's so much that I thought wasn't going to happen. I definitely didn't think I was going to make it to past twenty one even <laughs> with all the attempts that I put on your life. <laughs> um, no, so uh, yeah, like I I've never been the type to assume that I would ever be desirable to, to more than one woman, especially at a time. So uh, when that kind of shit happens to me, it just surprises me. And I think that my 30s have just turned me into a much more attractive person to the opposite sex. Something that even you've noticed. Like, you remember that night that years ago... That I just like couldn't resist t- you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you hit 30? <laughs> <laughs> you just, as soon as I turned, you called me. I got yeah. a text out of nowhere. Um, 
but no, uh, it was that night a, a couple years ago at Dad's where we went out, and um, I mean, you wingman great for me, but that that night I ended up making out with a random woman, yeah. and uh, that woman and another one like te- technically fought over me, got into a fight over me. It's fucking ridiculous, awesome, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you know, it's it's weird and kind of war- more drama than I like, but it's Scott Pilgrim, yeah, <laughs> the other way around though. <laughs> Except I don't look like Michael Sarah. Um, thank God. Thank God, yeah. <laughs> a charming Michael Sa- Michael Sarah. Thank you. Um, I was thinking uh, that, that you, uh, the girls, were Michael Sarah uh, <laughs> fighting your exes. No, never mind. You were I, you were the hot girl. Thanks. Okay. Cool. This cop program. And I'm glad that it looks like I'm fucking Michael Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, and I, you know I would. Yeah. Which is worse, you looking like right, him or fucking him, or having sex with him, <laughs> or both. Um, so, uh, but what this story is about is the fact that clearly I have issues um, fending off the fairer sex. And some that you, the the listener, the my mistakes out there have have heard about. Um, and I, you know, my love life has been very complicated and odd, especially since I got a divorce. But yeah, so to catch the viewer, the listener up, uh, if if you have not heard our uh, infamous episode, Horse Girl, um, that is the is kind of the gist of where I was in my in my love life. You know, I got divorced about two years ago, and going on two and a half now. Actually, it's getting close. And um, after a few months of just kind of being single and not wanting to date anyone, I, I started dating a few people, and, and one in particular got kind of serious. We shall call her and have called her Chicken Little to some chagrin, and, and other people think it's fucking hilarious. Uh, some of the people who have met her think it's great. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so I started going out with Chicken Little. She was adorable, very sweet, very cute. Um, is, is is that why the, the name fits? Is she just small and petite or yeah she's a very petite girl uh very tiny i've never been out with someone that tiny before and it's fun um you know lift her up with one arm kind of thing. yeah yeah that's <laughs> no, cool. no, that, yeah I've, I've i've felt like <laughs> such a strong man i can lift her up with one dick uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> um no so uh that's yeah boring <laughs> <laughs> boring <laughs> so pedestrian <laughs> so uh um uh, you start snoring over there <laughs> um so yeah uh, met her and we started get, kind of just casually going out for months and it was just fun and just like oh cool a 22 year old ne- never done this before <laughs> sadly um and so even when i was 22 yeah and so um it was cool to be like the 35 34 year old guy attracting these this younger girl these younger women and it wasn't the only girl at the time who was attracted to me so it was kind of cool um and most of them were these young attractive women it was so weird there was another girl at the time uh when i first got single that was this like weird crazy party girl who was hanging around a bunch of the comedians that i you know knew and was friends with and she was i be, i guess just basically what they call a chuckle fucker and she was, <laughs> <laughs> i didn't know the term I've, to tell please <laughs> someone never... who fucks comedians um and so <laughs> a comedian groupie a chuckle fucker okay yeah and so uh and, and apparently i was the only one she technically fucked which is kind of cool but she was hanging out with these this different comedians that every now and then show up with one and and just kind of i like ignored her and every time uh because it's just like nah you're you're attractive very attractive uh like like I'd say a nine out of ten, like really yeah. good looking, short little blonde thing, but just clearly crazy drinking problem, you know, with a new dude that I knew <laughs> like every time I'd see her. And so just had no interest. Uh, and I think because of that, you know, ignoring her being one of the only dudes in the group that just didn't 
give her any kind of yeah. good attention, positive attention. Until, that has been my highest success rate. Right. And of course, and the only attention I would give her is if she said something even remotely stupid, I'd make fun of her for it. So just, <laughs> you know, the, everything that turns a, a stupid woman on. And so, um, and this is, you know. Anyway, so <laughs> one thing leads to another. She ends up in my apartment just one night, too. I don't remember how. And it, it was so weird because I was, like, plastered. She was really drunk. Just the term chuckle fucker. I, I can't get off it. I, 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 it I sounds like she fucks with, like, <laughs> clown nose and fucking clown shoes. <laughs> sure. She's into big things. Um, <laughs> so she came home with me. So, uh, no. Uh, and I can't, the one weird glaring memory I have of, of the whole night with her is that uh, she asked me to, like, do my act in front of her while she was <laughs> in her underwear, like no, on my no couch. Way, and I was like, sure, I don't know. This, I've done weirder things to get laid. Um, and so it worked. And so she laughed a lot to, during my act. It was like the weirdest one-man show I've ever and, done yeah, I was <laughs> to a one woman. Comedy is not, is, stand-up <laughs> is generally not something that you can do well in front of just one person. While you're trying to like hold an erection and everything else too. You know, like you're for getting sure. ready for sex, you'd for hope. Sure. She's like, yeah, do your fucking act. And I'm like, Jesus, all right, whatever. <laughs> whatever does it for you. And so, anyway, <laughs> it's a completely you're unrelated still, like, story. Stroking to try and keep your chub. Like, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'm dying up here. <laughs> and so, um, at the time, I was just doing surprisingly well. And this was coming off of like on an almost ten year relationship, where obviously I hadn't seen anyone else, you know, mm-hmm. and just had no other experiences with anyone. Just had no idea how I was going to do. It's awesome. And so I started going out with this girl, and um, it wasn't serious for the longest time. And then it kind of, it started to get a little serious, and we were like an item. And I, you know, I, I finally gave in. and was like, all right, you've been, you've been a really good person and a fun date, and you've just been, you've been everything. You know, we don't have a great connection, but um, you've been here, and you've been here for me, and I appreciate that. So let's be boyfriend, girlfriend. And then at the exact time, I met a really amazing, way more interesting person <laughs> at work, who we now know as Horse Girl, yeah. and hit it off way too well, way too quickly, and started kind of seeing her too. And I know I shouldn't have, uh, but I... And Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, very much so. Very much so. And it was just a weird kind of uh, interesting few months where I was seeing two girls at once, and as as the, the our mistakes might know, it did not go very well with Horse Girl. She was very withholding with her emotions, and I could never figure out where I stood with her. So I yeah, eventually I just kind of let things fizzle out and broke it off. I hate that type of person so much that like it can be so hot and cold, like so like like oh yeah yeah I mm-hmm. want all these things and yeah I want to hang out all the time, and then when the next day hits they're totally cold and it like, was I'm all bad, about giving dude. someone a, their space if they want it but like sure don't give me mixed signals absolutely man. absolutely if you are the kind of person who can hermit up which i absolutely can do i totally get it and i will give you that space just be be communicative about it let me know you're doing it let me know you need it let me know about how long you're gonna want it and give me an update if you think you yeah. know you're gonna be longer than i think whatever I, I maybe that's asking for a lot who cares so um so it was great for a while. We really hit it off. But after a long enough period of time of not knowing where I stood, I just kind of let things fade off. And I didn't really break anything off necessarily, but I kind of just was like, just stop talking to her nearly as much. Stop pursuing her as a romantic interest. And after uh, a couple months, and then I ended up just randomly seeing her on Tinder and just the, the whole negligence thing, I kind of snapped a little bit. And we have one of our best episodes, I think, because of it. <laughs> um, and a great follow-up. And... Um, that, of course, lit a fire under uh, Chicken Little and a Horse Girl, funny enough. 
and got some interesting fallout from both of them. But in a sense, it really helped kind of tie off both in a weird way where... Um, they both came? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and over the phone. Um, <laughs> no, so Chicken Little and I had an interesting kind of conversation where, you know, luck came out and she had told me that yeah like you know she had been seeing someone at the same time too i was like oh you've got no fucking thing to talk about uh, <laughs> and so you know what i to me that's a relief sometimes like it is, if, if i'm on my way out and it, <laughs> on my way out well, i wasn't at the time I, I had considered it and even was like gotcha. expecting it but i was like you know if, if you are willing to weather this storm then sure you know absolutely I, I still enjoy going out with you this is just something i had to get off my chest and this is the worst way to do it but <laughs> how i did and so you know i, I kind of cleared the air her and i had a weird talk but so the thing that i have to explain to the listeners she is infatuated with me man she was just in love from a, a pretty early state, you know, I, I don't think she'd ever been with someone like me before necessarily. It's not like I'm crazy unique, but, you know, I have a big personality, I guess, and I'm, you know, I don't know, just Do some... you call your dick personality? <laughs> <laughs> Cult of personality. So, um, thank you. That's a good band. Uh, Living Color, right, I think? Anyway. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, like, you know, we had this talk and, and worked things out and somehow I think came out stronger for it. And I was like, all right, cool. I'm going to lean into this, this relationship now and really try to give her what she wants. Again, I don't feel a connection here, but she's been here for me. She's been through a lot with me now already and she's, she's st- stuck it out and she's become Dude, even loyal for it. Yeah. I don't care if she lets you be a stay at home husband. Like if there's not a connection, man, there's, there's not a connection. Yeah. I know that, you know, and I figured it out now, but at the time I was just like, well, I don't want to be alone. Oh yeah. I would definitely <laughs> still try. Yeah. absolutely. <laughs> like if someone's giving me all they got to give, like, yeah, I'd absolutely try. And, and I have, and I was and, being selfish too. You know, I didn't want to be by myself or alone. And I, <laughs> I made this uh, comparison with Mario a long time ago when I was having issues with my ex-wife actually. And I was, I was thinking about leaving. Um, but I really, to my, misogynistic chagrin i often compare women to cars and it really works as a metaphor because it's like (laughs) well you know you wouldn't get rid of one used car that you have that you've had for a long time before you get another one you know like (laughs) how are you gonna get to work Uh, you don't go shopping for shoes barefoot exactly there you go that's a good way to put it (laughs) no it's not (laughs) it's not a good way no it's not (laughs) <laughs> but I really wore through this one's soul, if you know what I mean. <laughs> and so, um, so I, you know, I lean into the other one, and, and Horse Girl, she sent me like this, like eight minute fucking Facebook video of just like, you know, how fucking dare you do all this? She was just pissed, you know, like aired out our oh, dirty, damn, you know, aired out our laundry on this 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 podcast. And to me, I'm like, I don't even think people listen to our fucking show, <laughs> especially people who know us. Like, they don't, you know, we tell people about our show and I go just see it in their eyes. Like, they'll never fucking listen to it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and sometimes, like, I've thought about people I've, I've shared the podcast with mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, please, please don't listen. <laughs> yeah, right, right. As soon as I hand them that sticker, I regret it. And I'm like, oh, you know what? I've probably said a lot about your race that you're not going <laughs> to. And so. Um, no, but it's pretty. It's pretty badass to see the the map of where people listen. Yeah. Obviously, the states, yeah. the Canada, uh, South America, a little bit in uh, the Middle East. Mm-hmm. I, I think I got homies. Turkey. I remember yeah, Turkey. Yeah, I got homies overseas uh, in, in the military, mm-hmm. and Europe was was a lot, dude. That got was a decent cool. amount in Europe. Yeah. yeah, a lot of random places I, I saw that we had listeners I would not have expected, which is pretty cool. Fuck yeah! Assalamualaikum, y'all. Yeah. Um, let I don't me know uh, let us uh, come <laughs> over and uh, crash at your place while we tour, tour, tour Europe. 
Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Let's awesome. let's not get into a hostile situation at all. Um, I'm going to die anyway, man. <laughs> I want it to be cool. <laughs> Fuck it, yeah. I'd like a challenge when I die. <laughs> you know those like, you know, panic room or what do they call it? The escape rooms, but, you know, with an actual reason to escape. Um, so, anyway, uh, so Horse Girl sent me this eight-minute video and she's just, you know, like, just pissed that I... I said so much on a show that not only she listens to, apparently, but a lot of her friends do. So it's, I didn't know that she had pimped out our show when she, her and I were going out. Like, I, you know, I gave her some stickers, and she just handed them out to all kinds nice. of, like, just her friends, people at work, you know, just nice, fucking, nice. I have a friend of mine, he's just a really good podcast, and the guy had no fucking clue. Thank you, I appreciate it, horse girl. Um, <laughs> and so... Uh, when that episode came out, not only did she hear it literally the fucking day of, but a lot of her friends in her, cl- her close little social group did too, nice. and they gave her a lot of shit over it, which I, to this day, think is fucking hilarious. Even at the time when I felt really guilty and also was even considering maybe trying to amend the, the bridge with her, I still thought it was fucking great. <laughs> like, we were having a conversation, I remember, and she told me about that, and specifically the way she talked about it is that... Um, uh, I said something, uh, we both had this hilarious part of that episode where um, I described how, like, you know, because of a couple of the dudes that still hung around that had dated her before, it just felt like every now and then I was walking through her graveyard, you know, like, <laughs> I was going to pass by these dudes and, like, you know, you were like, yeah, like fucking Ursula from <laughs> Little Mermaid. <laughs> and it was just such a, like, you know, poor unfortunate soul. It was such a great reference. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember saying that. Right? That's I awesome. know. It's such a good joke. Um, My and- short-term memory is garbage <laughs> yeah me too but at least i have a reason um so when i found out when when i found out that was apparently uh every now and then when she would walk by them they would make like ghost noises <laughs> they, <"Ooh." laughs> yeah and it's like dude that's so fucking funny like even you have to admit that that's fucking funny Did um, she? no she didn't oh. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway so she was pissed <laughs> and so uh, she sent me this long ass fucking video and I basically just kind of took it and I was like, you're not wrong. I mean, don't get me wrong. You're wrong about a lot of things and you're not taking any blame for how we kind of dissolved, which she, she definitely uh, owed more of it, I think, than me. But um, she wasn't wrong about, you know, me putting out a full podcast episode kind of airing our laundry. I didn't use her name and everything else. I tried yeah. to keep it anonymous, but whatever. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> that's what happens when you date someone who has a podcast, folks. Just remember this shit. It's the same thing. Like I was telling this uh, recent, I think it was on the podcast. I talked yeah, about yeah. when my wife farted in my fucking face, you yeah. know, my ex-wife. And, and I was like, well, guess what? I'm a stand-up comedian. People will know. <laughs> the word will get out. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, it'd be f- fucking so great if she was dating someone now that listened to our <laughs> podcast for some reason. And just is now looking out for it all the time. <laughs> like, You're not going to fart in my fucking face, are you? Um, but anyway, so, uh, there was that whole fallout and shit happened and I just let it go and started leaning into the relationship with Chicken Little. And so months go by and it's, it's fine for the most part. You know, we, we still don't have much of a connection or that, you know, passionate relationship on my end at least, but it's, it's solid and it's relatively healthy in a short term kind of way. Um, and in, but, you know, horribly enough and guilt and shamefully enough in the back of my head. From the very beginning, I was like, I'm not, I don't want to be with this girl forever or even close to that. You know, this is like just to kind of keep me happy until I find something better or I'm at a point in my life where I think I can be sustainably alone. Um, and emotionally, I wasn't there yet. And I, I maybe I'll never be there. I don't know. Uh, so, you know, but anyway, so. Yeah, good for you to uh, admit that because. It's tough, dude. <clears throat> like, yeah, being alone is uh, 
It's hard as fuck. It is, man. It is really hard. And especially for someone like me who comes from a long line of abuse and abandonment issues, you know, of, of like, like I've, I think I've vaguely mentioned before, my father was real abusive. Haven't seen my mom or any some anyone from that side of the family since I was 10 because they she just gave up. She was just like, eh, I don't feel like doing this anymore. Um, and just no idea whatever happened to her past that point. You know, like I said, my dad, he was a piece of shit until I was 17 or 18 and then died. No other relatives of, of any to speak of that I've ever known or kept in touch with. And so I've been alone a long time. Um, on a fundamental level. And so when it comes to relationships, I really cling to a person that I feel close enough to. And I, I try not to let them go. Uh, I never felt that way with Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> so I was just always ready to let her go. But at the same time, I was like, you know, but she gives me all the fundamental things that I kind of need. You know, like I may not yeah. be in love with her, but she gives me the affection and, and the, the the person there. It's yeah. just... This is a really nice placeholder. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> fucking horrible. I'm such a bad person. <laughs> and so, uh, so that was going for a while, but um, it started to feel pretty hollow, and I just I was trying to scratch an itch, I think. And so, um, at this whole time, I was uh, starting to become friends. I, I'd been friends with uh, this chick that I knew through the karaoke bars. She just popped up there a few times, um, maybe like a year ago or two years ago. And I, I think I really initially just noticed how gorgeous she was. Uh, we're going to call her the lioness, by the way. Lioness. Yeah, she's pretty. She's kind of like uh, intimidating and, and not big for a woman, but she's kind of tall for a chick. And she's just kind of like... I don't know, she reminds me of a line. <laughs> she's, I think she's a Leo, and it just works. Like, if you saw her, you, you could picture Lioness, and it would work. Gotcha. Uh, and I kind of like the animal theme when it comes to the women I date. <laughs> I don't know why. I just want to keep it. Um, and it works for the story. Nice. And so... Uh, I wanted to fuck a lion. Yeah. Yeah, you got to capture him first. It's a whole thing. Um, we've talked about fucking animals on this show. I'm good at it. And so... Uh, uh, anyway, <laughs> called the fucking animal. Never yeah, I was sex. right. I know, right? I know. <laughs> um, and so uh, I I met this girl, and we had just been friends for a long time, just very uh, like fun friends. You know, we'd only ever seen each other at the bars and stuff, but uh, uh, got to know each other pretty well through that, and always happy to see each other, kind of thing. She's a very like social, uh, talkative person, which is what I love. It's what I like hanging around. That's and, that's awesome because that's so what I'm not. So it's, it's cool to see like up with an opposite i suppose yeah i mean i'm very talkative and, and yeah. loud and bright so i think that was what i attracted me to her chicken little is not she's a very quiet demure shy person yeah. and and that's cute to a point but that's not engaging and yeah. it's not what i want to be with it's not something that i i, I like long term like i said sense. i'm a quiet person and i would hate to be with a quiet person <laughs> one of us has fucking, to fucking nothing all day yeah <laughs> Uh, so you can hear a pin drop or a mouse fart. So, um, yeah, so I, you know, met this girl and we've just been friends for a long time. And I mentioned that now cause it's going to become pertinent later. <laughs> and so as I'm getting to this, this weird point in the relationship with Shake a Little, uh, I'm kind of, uh, talking to her and out of nowhere, uh, after maybe about three or four months of just fucking silence and nothing. And it's like, from from the fallout with Horse Girl and the, the, the episode and the podcast and everything, uh, she reaches back out. And it was like, it was just fucking literally out of the blue. And it was right when I was really leaning into the relationship with Chicken Little and just finally got Horse Girl totally out of my head for the most part. Like, I didn't think about her in a term of regret 
That's pain. They get you. And no, and it's like it's a fucking alarm clock they have in their goddamn subconscious. <laughs> that like, oh, is he forgetting about me? Better not let that happen. Right. <laughs> Better hurt him right where it needs it. Um, Did you ever see Coco? Mm-mm. Oh, well, like once uh, once the dead are completely forgotten, they like disappear. Mm-hmm. But they can feel themselves like disappear. Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> like the last person that ever knew of them exactly. is exactly yeah yeah. Oh no! Yeah, she she felt you forgetting about mm. her, so she's like, oh no. <laughs> I had to go find me from the spirit world, and, and she s- did, and she fucking did. She <laughs> sent her little gay man out. So what she did. Um, and I might have mentioned this. I don't think I did actually on the show because I, you know, generally keep this shit under wraps. And you, you motherfucker, <laughs> a slight, a slight grievance here. Uh, so I love this too. So she fucking sent her her friend out, who is a friend of mine. Uh, and how I met her actually, horse girl, is a dude who worked uh, with me initially and then got her a job at the same place I worked. He's this really fun gay dude I know who's also in his early twenties and. Uh, it was just cool when we, I finally had a breath of fresh air as, a, as far as a new employee at the store and just had someone I could talk to who was different and fun and younger and flamboyant and a party person. It was like, cool, awesome. Most of the people I work with are, are very like low IQ, middle-aged to older, you know, like industry people who work <laughs> for the service industry. And it's like, they're great people, fucking salt of the earth, but you can't hold a conversation with salt of the earth. <laughs> really cannot. Uh, so anyway, um, he reaches out to me out of fucking nowhere and, you know, I'm just assuming that, you know, and I, I avoided not only her, but her entire friend group. I did, didn't want to take part in any of that. It's like, why? You know, I don't want to ever see her again and have any of that emotion drudged back up. And I'd said that to her. It's like, hey, look, I don't, you know, even though you don't want to be my friend <laughs> right now, I don't think I'd ever want to be your friend because, like, I just can't be around you. Um, you know, I can't see a, a relationship where I'm just your friend and then all of a sudden I see you with a dude and just all of a sudden feel like shit, you know, or I'm not going to be that. I'm not going to be another fucking hedge, you know, headstone in your graveyard. Um, <laughs> and so uh, so her friend reaches out and I'm just, like, a little kind of put off by it. But I'm like, sure, we'll hang out. Um and we do, and we hang out at a bar, and it's it's cool, and he and I get along really well, and he's a really funny kid. Um, and the whole night we're chilling, but every now and then he keeps dropping, like, hey, maybe you should reach out to her. You know, she's, like, not seeing anyone right now. Uh, she mentions you every now and then, and she talks about you a lot. Um, and then just the whole night, I'm like, no, I'm good, man. I'm good. Like, I don't need that back in my life, you know? I'm not doing that drug anymore. I'm fine. <laughs> I'm clean. <laughs> and so, um, but he just keeps mentioning it. And then the big thing that he mentioned that I finally kind of started to give into the idea was, uh, she's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, she listens to every episode of your show still. And I was like, no, she doesn't in my head. I'm like, no fucking way. You're just kind of selling her. And then towards the end of the night, he dropped of like, uh, yeah, you know, just the other day, you know, we were in the car and she wanted to put your show on. She was like, yeah, I want to check to see if there's a new episode they haven't dropped in a while. And that was, that was accurate. And I was like, oh, fuck, she does listen. <laughs> fuck. And so it kind of hit me, and I was like, all right, you know, I fucking texted her. He, he didn't even give me an option in the sense I had gotten rid of all of her contact info but um, and blocked her on all the social media and stuff or removed her from my friends list and stuff. But he just texted me her number at the end of the night after I had, like, said goodbye, and I was like, you motherfucker. Yeah, after drinks, it's impossible not to. It's so fucking hard. And I was trying to, trying to stop myself so much. I'm like, you know... You, you might not have what you wanted with Chicken Little, but fucking just, just she, she's been there for you, Dude, man. How do I get Ugh. a gay like this in my arsenal? <laughs> <laughs> right? Right? And uh, so I'm going to get there to that, too. That's, you know, more more to that. But um, 
so yeah, I, I text her, and it just starts very cordial. Hey, how you been? It's been a long time. Hope you're doing well. Just back and forth. Um, and then it starts getting to the conversation of of the the podcast episode, and then why sh- why things dissolve the way they did. And we're sending like, these paragraphs back and forth, and we're doing them so quick that we're starting to like run over each other's responses and things, you know. And it's just like, you know, I'm I'm like, fuck it. Hey, can I just call you? Are you in a place where I can just call you? And so we talked for like two or three hours on the phone, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know. And it quickly goes from these weird mixed negative emotions to I really want to see you again. I miss you a lot. You know, let's talk. Um, and so, and it's like her game night with her friends. And so she's like, Hey, you know, I've got this game night coming up, but can I call you afterwards? And I'm like, yeah, of course. And I got nothing going on tonight. Um, and so she cuts her game night short. You know, she's like, Hey, let me call you at 11. It's like nine 30. And she calls me and it's like, Hey, I cut it short. I just, I just wanted to talk to you some more. And then we talked for another like three or four hours on the Damn. phone. Yeah. Till the you know middle of the night. It's nice, and it's everything that I yeah, missed. I'm sure when, when you like somebody, that's nice. But to me, that sounds awful. <laughs> <laughs> she kept trying to sell me on my car's extended warranty. Couldn't get her off the fucking line. No. Um, that's awesome. I'm glad you enjoyed it. <laughs> no, it was. I could enjoy a three-hour-long conversation. Dude, and you know, and I'm, I'm the same way. I hate being on the phone. I hate texting. I'm not a phone person. But when I want to talk to someone, it's great. You know, and yeah, I'm, I'm awesome. love, you know, loved talking to her. Her and I always got along. That was one of the biggest problems. Like, we had fantastic chemistry no matter the situation even you know when we were a little heated talking about the the shit the fallout at first we were still you know like joking and sweet to each other and it was just really nice um and over the course of the phone conversation she was like yeah i always did have feelings for you i was just in a weird place couldn't admit it blah 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 and i was like well yeah i wanted to hear all this at the time or even when shit was going south and i needed a reassurance or something that was the time to say all this and you know whatever but we ended up hanging out the next day or the day after. Spent, you know, the whole night together. It was really nice. Nothing too romantic happened. I think we maybe kissed once or something. Um, but it was just very much kind of like, oh, wow, this is I, everything I remember and miss about you. And it's really nice. And um, we we did it, I think, twice we hung out. And uh, over the course of that, she she dropped the L word. And it was just fucking hard to take. And the reason I was, I was saying I got mad at you is because at the time I remember being like, what do you think, man? And you were just like, go for it. Fucking all in. <laughs> I was like, God damn it, Royce. <laughs> I need some trepidation here and you're not helping me. <laughs> no, yeah, I am Satan on your shoulder. <laughs> you really are. You're the fucking little red demon over there. Uh, and thankfully, in these cases, Mario is my other one because yeah. he is always like, take those fucking rose-colored glasses off, you idiot. <laughs> and I appreciate that, Mario. Yeah, well, uh, I'm like, She's going to ruin your life, but at least have sex with her first. <laughs> we didn't say it like that. And so uh, you didn't give me the addendum. So, um, yeah, so we, you know, we have very, like, you know, in- introspective talks about our feelings and just really revealing shit to each other. I mean, she always knew how I felt about her, but she's finally revealing shit. Like, not only did I care about you then, but I care about you now. Like, yes, I do love you. And the thing that killed me is that she wouldn't say it for the longest time even then after we had reconnected and she's, you know, like we're talking about it and, and I was like, you know, I told you, I even told you I loved you and like you, you know, like I, I said that it could take time and you didn't have to feel that way immediately and she was like, I did care about you, Wayne, and I was like, you can't even say it now and she's like, all right, I love you and she said it through like kind of gritted teeth yeah. and I should have taken that as a bigger red flag even at the moment but I was like, all right, fine, she fucking said it and to me it was just her saying it and I was like, awesome, cool, we're gotten past that hurdle it's got to be nothing but clear skies from here, right? And it wasn't. And so uh, so we hang out a couple times. We're texting constantly back and forth. It's fucking great. 
and and I reiterate to her, hey, don't be fucking flaky. That's all I'm. That's all I need right now is that like if we're gonna do this, if we're gonna try to get back into this, and it's like. It was even to the point where she's like, she's like, well, I guess you're going to have to break up with Chicken Little now and like, you know, like take your time. And this was right at the time where I had that uh, car wreck with the three trash pandas yeah. and my car was in the shop and I needed Chicken Little's car and she was more than happy to let me use it whenever I needed it for my job and for really anything, but especially for my job, which I deliver, you know, food and I, I needed a car. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm literally reliant on her at the time. And, you know, horse girl knew this and she was so biased that she was like, well, you know, maybe don't break up with her yet. You kind of need her car. I get that. But you know, like, <laughs> as soon as you can, I'm here basically, you know, yeah. and it's just yeah. like, cool. Awesome. Fantastic. Uh, and she was like, we can even still see each other until then. Like even better, um, <laughs> and so this goes on for a few days, and it's great. And then all of a sudden, she starts fucking ghosting me. Yeah, it's because you told her not to. It's like me telling my daughter to not jump on the couch. <laughs> it's like it's, you tell you tell them not to do something. And I guess right, and it, it it goes on for just a couple days, and it really p- pisses me off, and, and it raises all my walls again. But I'm I'm trying to be understanding, and after a day or two, she gets back in touch, and it's it's a weird kind of like, well, I asked you not to fucking do that, but okay, let's test this out, and for a couple days, it's great again, but then it goes back to ghosting me again, and what, this time, she, what, what was the excuse whenever she was ghosting you? The first time, it was just random. She was just like, uh, she was in a bad place, and she even told me about this initially that when she gets in the these like emotional places she just secludes herself from everyone she doesn't want to like have to give anyone her emotional time whatever um and she she even told me the shit that she was going through and it's like yeah all right cool like get that that would stress you out and make you want to be you know solitary for a while uh i want specific i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) and so uh well right that's kind of the shit i wanted to ask you know it's like hey i get it but like give me a fucking idea of how long that means to you yeah Um, or even just tell me like hey uh i'm cool but i don't want to exactly exactly she wouldn't even tell me that much and i'd have to just find out days later right but and what killed me about it though is that so i don't get any text or call from her i'm calling a text to her with no response and I'm trying to ease off because that was one of the problems initially is that when she would do that when we were first going out, she would get really upset that I would really pester her and shit and just call her or text her a lot, which I didn't necessarily think I was doing, but I could kind of see it. Uh, and there was a couple times way back when we were first seeing each other and I was drinking and yeah, there was a couple times I called her a lot. <laughs> does that even count? Yeah. <laughs> it does when you're on the receiving end, I think. <laughs> and so... Um, so I was trying to lay that off, and, and I would literally, I would draw the line at one call or text per day, regardless of if she answered either of those. I would still cut it off at one. It's like, if you don't answer my call, don't answer my text, I'm not going to leave a voicemail, because that's just, I don't do that. Um, so I'll, I'll text you something just to see if you respond. I'll call you once, and if you don't do that, then I'm leaving you the fuck alone for the rest of the day. Try again tomorrow. I think that's a pretty good deal, um, and not too clingy or whatever. And so I did that, did that for a couple of days, and finally I get in touch with her, and she's like in another fuck. She's like in Austin or something with a couple of her friends, who apparently, you know, she was saying that she was also avoiding in these moments. And she's like, "Oh yeah, you know, I was, I was just feeling stressed out, and out of nowhere they were like, hey, can you give me a ride to Austin? Uh, one of my friends wanted to get laid.' And I was like, "Oh, okay, so cool. You'll, you'll do all that for them." These, and she had literally like a couple of days told me before how her friends take so much of her time and energy, and she can't stand it. They give her nothing <laughs> back, you know, and they're very demanding and she just hates it and like the only time that she really feels like you know at ease and comfortable is hanging out with me and just so much sweet reassuring shit to hear and then there's the polar opposite exactly and so uh you know i get pissed at that and i'm like oh cool great and you know 
whatever. I kind of, you know, cool off from it, and we have a couple good days. And she does it again. And this time she goes to me for, like, six, seven days straight. And it starts, like, you know, four or five days go by, and I just, I get fucking pissed. And I try to leave her, like, a long voicemail that she never responds to. And then I uh, I do the the move that she pulled initially with the podcast episode, and I make her a video. And I try to, I'm such an old man. I tried to send it on Facebook Messenger like she had done initially with me, and it, it was too big of a video to send. And I tried like three different mes- methods to send that fucking file, and I just couldn't <laughs> figure it the fuck out. So eventually I put it on YouTube as an unlisted video and just sent her the link. <laughs> you know, I was like, this is the only way I figured out I can do this. And for another like week, I watched as that video got no views. Wow. <laughs> Every day I would hit it, hit the video once or twice a day and look to see if it got a view, never got a new view. I just had the one or two from me. So when you're watching this or when you're recording this video, are you talking into the camera or is it just audio? Yeah. Talking into the camera. Um, and <laughs> dude, and so I tried, so I left like a 10, 12, 14 minute video. It was a long fucking oh, video. Wow. I just, and I tried so hard not to be that long cause she had left a long one too. I think hers was like eight minutes. Um, that she initially led left, and I was like, "Damn, that's a fucking long video." Even when I saw she first sent it, and I saw like it was eight minutes long, I was like, "This is gonna be bad." <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, I was trying not to do the same. And the, one of the first things I said in my video is like, "This is not a retaliation for the video you sent me back in the day. This is just me getting everything out because you won't fucking respond to me, and I have no idea if you've listened to my voicemails or my messages or read any of them at all. I have no clue. So this is my last effort to finally." get my thoughts out to you. I just left her a very long video about the way she's affected me, how I do have abandonment issues, and by doing this shit to me, rejecting and dejecting me and just disposing of me, it makes me feel fucking horrible, you know, put me in a really, really bad place. Um, and there's already an emotional, shitty place at the time anyway, and it just made things way worse. And uh, I left her that very long video. And again, like, dude, uh, I think a week or so went by and just she didn't even fucking look at that. And so I was like, great. Uh, and finally, my last yeah, straw. that, she has to open the messages she's been avoiding. So. Sure, right? Yeah, exactly. And so, um, and you know, I'd been checking every once in a while. I'd look on like Facebook and just like, you know, last logged in four minutes ago and yeah. still nothing, you know. And so just fucking driving me crazy. And I just want closure at this point. I've accepted that, you know, she's once again fucked me and, and made me feel like a useless fucking idiot. Um, and, you know, toyed with emotions that I don't even like to admit having, you know, I'm a very cold, closed off, solitary person normally. And to, to feel open like this and hurt was just shitty, dude. And so finally, um, the only thing I can think to do is write her a fucking letter. And, you know, I didn't know where she lives. So I just went to go leave it at her fucking doorstep. And actually specifically, I think I left it in our windshield of her truck, you know, fucking took off and then of course like an asshole i think that night i look and she's watched the video <laughs> and i was like you fucking bitch <laughs> god damn you horse girl um you can always sense when i'm just fucking frustrated and you know what to do to frustrate me more and like a horse they can sense emotion <laughs> and kick me right in the fucking head <laughs> so anyway right i get some weird form of my own closure from that. I'm like, it's not what I wanted. I would have loved to have said at least a little bit to your face and get some reaction from you. Something to say that, you know, maybe you kind of feel like shit for making me feel fucking horrible. But I didn't. And, you know, in the letter I even said that, like, this is literally the only closure I get because you won't respond to anything I send you or, or try to tell you. So I'm just leaving you this letter. 
And I don't, you know, I'm not going to go through everything I tried to tell her through the video or letter, but it, 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 it all encompassed down to you really fucking hurt me. I didn't mean to ever hurt you, and I know I couldn't have hurt you this bad, <laughs> and definitely never on purpose, and you clearly have done this on purpose to me. Uh, basically, you know, I, I hope you have a great life. Don't ever talk to me again. I don't want you in my life. You know, this is done. And so, um, you yeah, know. I've said those words so many times, and not once is that person. I respected those. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so uh, I finally just get that off my chest and just deal with it, right? And then, you know, I'm feeling fucking horrible still and just like dejected and just don't know what to do with myself. And at this time, I'm, I'm, I'm talking to Lioness and stuff. And like an asshole, I had a friend of mine. I'm trying to think of a good name for her that's animal themed. We'll call her the Snake Charmer. <laughs> I had this good friend of mine, very attractive. Uh, or you know what? We call her the hood rat. She's kind of a hood rat. <laughs> <laughs> but she's real cool. Uh, she's She's been through some traumatic shit. She is the uh, ex of a real good friend of mine who passed away uh, over a year ago, this comedian. And um, we've we've always, her and I have always been real cool, but nothing's ever happened between us because of that. You know, she was with him for a long time and he and I were really, really good friends and I'd never even considered anything there, but there'd always been kind of this like kind of connection between us. And it's like, oh, I kind of like you. And she's like, you know, I kind of like you too. Like, You're kind of hot. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, over the last like months uh, around this time, we, we'd been hanging out and stuff just randomly every now and then. And all of a sudden we'd gotten kind of flirty. And this was around the time that I just, you know, I was trying to find ways to keep things exciting with Chicken Little, and she was trying to, I think, find ways to keep me interested. So she was leaning into this idea of a threesome. Uh, she was looking for thirds hard on like dating apps and stuff, and I was just kind of like scoping the local scene that I, I hit for anyone who might be interested. And this is literally just a sexual fantasy I'd had that I'd mentioned to her once or twice, and I was like, you know, I don't need this. Like, you don't have to do this for me. This is not something I, I ever expect in a relationship, but like, if you're down, you know, and you, <laughs> if you're interested in, you know, you're by curiosities as well, which she had, then, you know, by all means, this would be fun. Um, and so yeah, she, don't don't let me stand in your way <laughs> right of your dreams uh i mean i'll be right in the middle but <laughs> don't let me be in the way and so um so that was kind of my excuse for being Wait, flirty in the middle, with she's gonna be behind you pegging you or I, you know whatever i can get man <laughs> i just needed to fulfill the fantasy i need to check the boxes right yeah <laughs> no um so uh i you know i've been kind of flirting a little bit more with uh hood rat girl to to in the kind of in the excuse of like oh yeah let's make this threesome happen but i think hood rat girl was more just like i just kind of want to fuck you on the side <laughs> and so randomly as i am feeling super down about horse girl once again screwing my life up you know emotionally um, hood rat girl just messages me out of nowhere and is like, hey, some you sent me some pictures and some videos a while back with you and Chicken Little, and I've been watching them a lot, and I really like what I see. You should just come over and fuck me. And I was like, I, I can absolutely do that. <laughs> <laughs> and I did, and it was interesting because I had a good time, and it was fun, but the it was just like it was again once again my dick is not my friend. Like we had to fool around a while. And I, I was at half mast most of the time, just could not get to full mast until finally I could and just had to literally like bang it out quick. Like I knew I had a timer going and I just couldn't tell how long that timer was before I was going to go soft again. And it's just like, I don't know what it is. I think honestly, my dick just needs a lot of passion. <laughs> like he is just at this point really disinterested in everything. 
unless there's just really a lot of like connection involved. Like I don't know what it is. He's got a lot of personality. He really does, and I hate him. <laughs> it's not a personality I like. <laughs> we don't get along at all. <laughs> so um, we're like we're like I don't know like two prison inmates that have got life sentences together, and you know we just have to put up with each other. So <laughs> anyway, so uh, I'm locked up with my own dick, folks, and so stuck with him for life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and we, we know we both got the same charge. Uh, <laughs> I swear to God, she, I thought she was 20. Um, no, Jesus. so, yeah, I know, right? I just keep going to worse places. So, <laughs> all this happened, um, and I'm just feeling weird and horrible, and I don't like myself. And I told all of this to Lioness. She randomly happened to run into her at the bar, and, you know, we've always been real chill. Well, you said all you told her all of this, all of this, wow. dude. And she's always just been kind of a fun friend. So I, I can hardly like hear two words when someone's at a bar, at a karaoke bar. You're hearing what? Oh, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, fantastic. <laughs> yeah, lots of vent, dude. <laughs> was it at the bar? Or was yeah. It? Okay, Jesus. <laughs> right. dude. And I was at half mass. <laughs> <laughs> no, so. <laughs> Anyway, so, um, and she's just really, really sweet about it. She's like actually, you know, like thinking about my issue from my perspective, giving me some good advice. Yeah. And so, right. And so (laughs) we start getting kind of close and she's just being really supportive. And out of nowhere, we become kind of like flirty and romantic. And she's like, oh, you're looking for a third, huh? (laughs) It just out of nowhere, like, like it becomes pretty intense. And all of a sudden I'm starting to hang out with her. And then one night, uh, you know, she's a little tipsy. I'm pretty high, and we make out, and it's really good. Um, and then it just, it just, dude, over the course of a couple months, it gets really great. And Lioness and I start just a ton of fucking passion. She's, she's a fucking lioness, um, and I am like the zebra that she's caught, and she's just fucking going through. And I like it. Uh, <laughs> I wanted to know what your animal was. <laughs> I guess I'll take a zebra. Fuck it. No, <laughs> uh, I don't know. In this in this weird situation, what animal am I? Right. Right. I'm I'm the hunter. <laughs> I, I am I am on safari. Um, don't be a zebra. They're actually dicks. Are they really? Yeah, they're assholes, dude. Okay, I didn't know that. Good. I'm glad I, that they're always the thing getting killed on National Geographic. Yeah, yeah. It like <laughs> makes me feel. There, there's a subreddit called Nature is Metal. And yeah. Everyone's always super excited to see a zebra get killed. <laughs> Fuck that guy. Yeah, they're like, <laughs> fucking finally. <laughs> Good. Good to know. All right, I'm not a zebra then. Um, so uh, I'm an alpaca. They're cute. No, so... Um, so, so and all you're of packing? Sudden, yeah, right. I'm sorry. And then, so uh, Lioness and I start sleeping together, and it's... Maybe the best sex I've ever had in my life. It's really good. It's wow. really fucking good. Um, and just we're seeing each other on a regular basis, and she's kind of cool with just me still being in this relationship, and it's just way too nice, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and so shit starts hitting the fan a little bit, and Linus and I are getting a little too close, and um, and she's like, wait, I thought you guys were like kind of like this non-exclusive. And I'm like, no, we're, I think we're kind of exclusive. She just wants a third. And I'm like, she's like, oh, really? Because I'm not so cool with that. And, <laughs> and it's like too late. We've <laughs> Yeah, right. Uh, well, too late now. No tixie backsies. <laughs> and so, um, you know, I'm, she's starting to pressure me. And it's getting a little like interesting there. And I'm like feeling kind of like, oh, shit, you know, what am I fucking doing right now? Um, and, and, you know, not for nothing, but there's some kind of red signs on her end, too. What time are we at? 46 minutes. Not bad. Yeah. Uh, this is going to be a longer episode. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll try not to go over an hour. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so, um, you know, and Linus is amazing, but she is 
a fucking, you know, apex predator. She's kind of intense. And uh, there's some times where, like, you know, we'll be hanging out. She'll get drinking. I don't drink. And so it gets kind of one-sided, and she gets aggressive as fuck. And it's very seldomly, but it's like it, it kind of made me kind of cautious. And so I'll tell this, and this is going to be a little touchy. I don't like talking about it at all with people, but I'll put it out there because it's kind of, you know, identifiable, I think, too. Uh, I have a lot of abuse issues. I've talked about this before, and it's not just from when I was growing up, but that's where most of it's from. But I've I've had it in a couple relationships before, especially with my ex-wife. She just every once in a while would get pretty physical, and I just wouldn't do anything about it because I'm... I don't know, I'm, I'm like conditioned, you know? Yeah, there's no winning whenever a chick's hitting you. Like. And it's not only that, but, you know, that's that's a part of it. But it's also, because, yeah, I'll nev- I would never, especially someone I'm in a relationship with or I love yeah. or care about, I would never hit them back unless they're literally trying to kill me. And even yeah. then, I'm not sure. Yeah, but, I, I, there's no good. Right. And But not only that, but because I've been, you know, really abused by the people who are supposed to care about me, it's literally like a mental issue with me where I just don't think to protect myself or put up the guards or anything. It's just like, oh, I must deserve this. It's just a bunch of horrible shit in my head that does this to me. And so, um, you know, with my ex and everybody else, it just, I, I, I fucking, anybody I'm close to, if they become violent, I just take it and I don't know what to do. And so one night, Lioness and I are arguing, and this is um, a couple months into it, so... You know, we're, we are, I would say we're very much in love. Um, but at the time, you know, the, the, the love was just starting to blossom, I'd say. Um, but there was some red flags coming up. And, of course, she's feeling weird about, you know, me still being in the relationship at this point. Uh, she had been kind of still going out with a couple dudes here or there. Nothing serious, but still seeing people. And then she had an ex that she was kind of connected to still a little too much. And it was just kind of making me feel a little distant and not sure I, I trusted the situation very much. And so we're arguing, uh, or she's arguing, and I'm just kind of quiet. And I'm literally leaving. Like It's like 3 or 4 in the morning. You know, I'm avoiding my actual girlfriend right now. I'm already, <laughs> I'm already feeling guilty and weird about it as it is, you know. Um, and so I'm just checking the fuck out of the situation, right? I'm literally putting my clothes back on silently getting ready to leave and she can tell and she's doing this horrible thing where she's like not only venting and, and ranting about whatever she's actually angry about but also like you know like, oh you're just gonna leave you're just gonna leave in the middle of this you know like how you know, like well, at least talk to me blah 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 say something but at the exact same time in between that and being upset about the the issue she's also you know telling me get the fuck out like you know how dare you say that thing like don't even i don't even want to look at you right now just a huge mixed message right and so I'm like, no, I'm, I'm getting the fuck out of here. I don't want to do this right now. I'm just going to go home and sleep. Um, and so literally right as I'm like putting my belt buckle on or something, just or my buckling my belt, just getting ready, my last thing to go, um, she's across the, I think like the living room or kitchen from me, and she comes charging at me, and she's got her hands up, and I just froze, dude. I just like all this shit that hasn't been triggered in years comes up, and I freeze and I don't even look her in the eye, and I just start whispering, please don't hit me, please don't hit me, please don't hit me. And in a, within maybe 20, 30 seconds, I just start crying. And I cried for like five, six minutes straight, just couldn't stop. And she immediately stopped. Her All the anger just dissipated quickly, and she was nothing but sweet and supportive from that point on for the rest of the night. Um, and she's never gotten like that with me again since then. But it was a huge red flag at the time, and it put me in a really sure. weird, horrible wow. place mentally. Yeah. 
And so, and so that was like wow. when I really backed off with her. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so yeah, I am going to break up with Chicken Little. And I do, I've been putting it off for way too long. But maybe I don't want to be with you either right now. <laughs> maybe I just need to be alone. <laughs> and so that wow. happened for like three days. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to pat you on the back like, hey, good for you being alone. Dude, I just, we couldn't, literally could not avoid each other. Um, and, you know, we, we had a very serious, very, like, you know, adult talk about it. And, and she was like, yeah, I, I do want to be with you. And I, and there, there is some trepidation with that until you break up with her. But like, yeah, I think, you know, maybe we should just keep some space between us until then. And then just, it just dissolved so quickly. It's like, I want to see, you, I want to see you too. And yeah, it's got real passionate. And so again, and, uh, and it's been good. It's been great ever since then, as far as that. Um, and, but the, the big lingering thing, of course, being that I was still in a relationship, um, and kind of a, yeah, a huge thing. Sometimes a deal breaker. Yeah. yeah every <laughs> now and then. Um, <laughs> not if you ask the courts though. And so, uh, it was getting bad. Right. And then one day with chicken a little, I pick her up after she's been hanging out with her friends, getting drunk and she's kind of a functioning, but raging alcoholic. Right. And so I pick her up. She's been drinking real heavily, and she's very quiet in the car. And I don't know what's going on, but she's been like this hundreds of times, dozens of times before, and she'll never let me know. And that's just another issue, one of many. You know, she doesn't talk to me to begin with, but she especially that sounds doesn't. Like the main issue is like right, but in so many different weird aspects, you know, and like she won't talk to me when she's in a good mood. She won't talk to me when she's in a bad mood, you know. And it's just like, come on. Um, so I'm trying to get out of her and literally it was just such a sad, but weird, like, you know, sobering moment. Like we're driving, it's night and I, you know, I'm trying to just get her to talk to me, but nothing's going on. She's just acting kind of awkward and like, whatever, listening to some songs or something and kind of making conversation. She's still not responding. Look over and I can see just in the vague, you know, streetlights that there's like a tear running down her eye and she's just silent. I'm like, Jesus Christ. And I still try to get it out of her and she just won't say anything. She's like, I cry all the time, babe. And I'm like, oh God, do you though? Like, let's just fucking talk. Just open up to me and just nothing, right? But it's a weird red flag again. <laughs> and so uh, then our night goes on and, and she gets better and we're just hanging out and she's fine. And she falls asleep and all of a sudden I'm texting Lioness and, you know, I'm just kind of catching up with her, seeing how her night went. And she's being kind of awkward and she's not saying much. And then finally she's like, she calls me and I, you know, I run to the bathroom to take the call. And uh, she's like, hey, I got a call tonight from an unknown number who told me to uh, stay the fuck away from my man. <laughs> I was like, oh, that's why she was crying silently in the car ride home. <laughs> God, I'm such a horrible person. Oh, uh, God. And so, you know, and like, that's just like, all right, well, fuck, I can't put this off any longer. Damn. And she, you she know. for the fucking FBI? How did she get her fucking number? Dude, right. And so, and I, you know, my phone's locked and I just got a new phone. So I was like, maybe she hasn't been through this phone, but my other phone took a long time to lock. On my old phone, I would if you if you clicked it off after a couple minutes, it would still be on the open screen. Huh. So I'm thinking she must have somehow gotten my number from there. It's impressive. But the thing is, is that Lioness and her had talked a few times. They knew each other. They yeah. they'd met a few times and were kind of loosely friends, which made everything worse on both ends. Um, so she knew her number, and it was a different number. And so for for a minute there, I was like, maybe it wasn't Chicken Little. Maybe you're just pissed off another dude's girlfriend you know because <laughs> she flirts with guys you know she's yeah. like i don't mean she's not a slutter by any means but she's like she, she's flirting with some dudes she's she's happy to she doesn't now apparently <laughs> hopefully <laughs> but um you know when we were kind of rockier she didn't know what i was going to do with my relationship she was you know very happy to like talk to a dude at a bar so i'm almost thinking like oh maybe it's just some other chick but she's like no i know her voice i know chicken little's voice it was definitely her 
I was like, all right, I can't put this off anymore. I'm not going to let this get to the point where like, I'm stopping her from like, you know, holding you hostage in the rain, you know, like on the rooftop, she's like, got you a knife point or some shit. And I'm just like, put it down. And they both go off the edge. (laughs) Make for a, Interesting episode. <laughs> yeah, I, right? <laughs> you want to talk about the last mistake I made? <laughs> so I finally did it. I, I finally, you know, like I think two days later, I just, you know, up until then, I was just trying to be as nice as possible. I'm the worst at ending things, dude. Dude, I am too. I don't know how to do it. Me neither. I'm completely, you know, and I, I, I tried to do it as best as I could. I literally was very sweet, but kind of distant to her for a couple days. Just only contacted her and, and had contact with her when I had to. Um, but uh, finally... In person or over text? Both. Or? Anything. No, no, no. What, how did you do it? Oh, well, so here's the thing. I gave her the option. Because... <laughs> right? I know. What? I'm a horrible person. No, no, no. That's, so I... I, I don't understand. She's a horrible person when it comes to dealing with anything emotional, like I, you may have picked up on. And so I, 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 a couple times already seen her that day, but I dropped her off um, in order to go back to work, I think. And so at the end of my day, when she was expecting me to call her to either hang out or tell her I would see her tomorrow, uh, instead texted her and was like, hey, we need to have a talk. It's not going to be a very good talk, uh, but I know that you don't handle these situations well, so do you, I'll let you decide if you want to do this in person, over phone, or in text. And immediately she texts me, so you're ending it. <laughs> And I was like, okay, text it is. <laughs> and I sent her a paragraph back of just like, yes, I'm sorry I am. These are the reasons why, blah, blah, blah. And she calls me. And so I'm like, all right. So I called, or I talked to her, and it was maybe a five-minute conversation. And it was, it was about as awkward and painful as I was expecting, but it was a lot shorter than I thought it would be. Thank God. Yeah. Um, this is giving me anxiety, man. I know, dude. My relationships. I know. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was rough, and I deserved every bit of it, and, and I'm sure then some. Um, but it did end with her, you know, a good, like five or six times saying, fuck you. I never want to see you again. Uh, and so, you know, the stuff she left in my place, I boxed it up, left it at her doorstep and so far so good. And dude, what makes me feel so fucking bad is I, I did wait until I had my car back (laughs) and she helped me get my car back financially. Uh, she loaned me some money to pay it off. Yeah. At, at the last, because I owed still like eight hundred bucks, and she loaned me that, and I have almost paid her off, paid her back off. Now I, nice. I just got paid uh, yesterday, and I, I, I sent her uh, most of what I what I owed her, but I still haven't sent her all of it. Um, what's even worse is her car had just gone into the shop. Oh, yeah. Man. So now she doesn't have a form of transportation, and she had been providing hers to me. Oh. So I've told her, and she hasn't responded to it. But I told her, "Hey, look, if you need any rides, I'll still provide them." You know, nice. like what it can be like it can be like one of those Ubers where you click, "Don't talk to me," <laughs> and like I will literally not say a word. I'll pick you up, drop you off, when and where you need. Nice, nice, nice. Um, I, I'm glad that you've. Offered yeah, that. she hasn't taken me up, but she hasn't said anything since yeah. the breakup. Uh, but I hope I hope that if she needs the ride, she will reach out because I I feel like such a piece of shit as it is. Uh, it but should, it shouldn't be, but it's hilarious, <laughs> right? But the lioness is very happy about it. <laughs> She's very happy, and things have been fan fucking tastic with her. That's awesome, man. Uh, yeah, and it's only been a few days since all of this has finally resolved itself. You know, like like you know, I we've been waiting to to have this episode for a while because uh, you've been privy to pretty much all this information, <laughs> and I appreciate that a lot because it's hard to keep this on my chest for so long. Um, but yeah, so all of that shit has, has come to pass 
Things are kind of going well for me now, surprisingly, knock on wood. I'm expecting horrible things any minute, but, you know, it is what it is. Uh, I get scared when things are going too good. Right? It's like, what the fuck is going to Chicken little knows where I live, man. (laughs) She knows plenty of ways into my home. She knows my cat's names. <laughs> I'm, I'm worried, man. <laughs> like she's going to pick him up from school one day. You know? <laughs> I'm going to have to track him down. Um, but right now, yeah, it, it, I, my life is going surprisingly well, which I always, I compare my, myself to Peter Parker too often and like to like talk about with people who don't know comics that when, when Peter Parker's life is going nice, you have to assume something really bad is about to happen because that's just the, that's why people love Spider-Man is because the only reason he's relatable is because he's constantly got horrible luck. <laughs> and the writers of the Marvel Universe love to just fuck him up the ass whenever he's got something good going on for him. That's how I feel. What's he going to do? Tell his parents? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or his uncle. Oh, right. sorry. <laughs> All right, folks. Y'all have a great night. Yeah, dude, fucking good job. It's like 30 seconds till an hour. You called it. Yeah, I'm good at timing that shit. <laughs> Hey guys, thanks for listening. Please uh, hit subscribe if you haven't already on Spotify, iTunes, the RSS feed, whatever the fuck you're listening on. We won't know your love is real unless you show it. (laughs) And that does mean dick pics, but don't send that to the RSS feed. (laughs) Physical gratification is the only type I like, so go ahead and very aggressively touch that subscribe button for me. Smash it like you're smashing your nephew. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Or niece, whatever. We don't judge. Whatever you're into, it's fine. (laughs) Creepy uncles swing both ways. (laughs) 